This week's parsha is parshas by Yigash. Mm. Parshas by Yigash talks about how Yosef revealed himself to his brothers after all these years that it was him who was the this, the second to the king in Mitzrayim. And then Barai tells Yosef he should bring his family down to Mitzrayim. And when he's telling Yosef to bring his family down, he says, "Tell tell your family to come." And you should tell them, he says, um, they, should, they should not be worried about their kalem. Your eyes shouldn't worry about your kalem. Because all the best of Eretz Mitzrayim will be given to you. So he did tell them, he, makes this, he stresses, don't bring your own kalem, you'll get new stuff here, and you'll get to eat of the best of Mitzrayim. And Rashi says that it's referring to Eretz Gaishan, and also he was Niba of Eliyadamash He he, he, he said a prophecy, he didn't even realize what he was saying, because at the end of the day, they were going to take the best of Mitzrayim with them when the Jews left Mitzrayim. By, by Yitzhak Mitzrayim, they'll take everything out of Mitzrayim with them. This is in contrast to what, what actually happened, because Yaakov says, when it says, when they came down, it says, they took with them, they were chushat to Rachshubaretz Kanaan. So first they took their wealth with them down to Mitzrayim. We have to assume they brought their kalim with them. They came down to Mitzrayim. It happens to be, so first of all, you see already, Pari suggested they don't bring their kalim, and it seems like that they'd bring, they did bring their stuff with them. Which stuff did they bring, though? The Pasuk says, the rechush asher the rechush that they, the wealth which they gathered in Eretz Canaan. And Rashi says, that's as opposed to the wealth which Yaakov got from the house of Lavan, which was not in Eretz Yisrael, not in Eretz Canaan. That wealth, he gave away to, to Esau, in Parashas Vayishlach, when Esau was, when they, and their meeting between Yaakov and Esau, he gave all of that wealth away to Esau for for for, for, for Esau's share in the Mar That's his, and in the words of Rashi are Nichsei Chutzelarts the Nachasim the possessions of Chutzel of Atzeret Tisrael, Einon Kidaili, they're not worthy for me. And that's what, that's what he says. We'll see. We'll, we'll speak more about that in a second. So, so see, it's an interesting contrast. First of all, Pari didn't want them to bring his own their own kalim. He wanted to bring their wealth, and Yaakov brought his own stuff, but he only he, he only brought the stuff of Eretz Canaan. Now, which is interesting. Let's 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 analyze that for a second. That that's what took place in Parshas Vayishlach when Yaakov meets Esav, and he gives to Esav, and he gives to Esav according to according to what Rashi said, he gives to Esav all of his wealth from that he got from Lava. But right before Yaakov meets with Esav. The Pasik tells us, Yaakov Yaakov was left by himself. and he fought with somebody. It turns out Chazal tells us that was the Malach of Esav, that he was the angel of Esav that Esav that he was fighting with. But why did he go back? Rashi brings from Chazal. He went back for some pacham ketana from some for, for some small jugs. That's a very strange thing. But we're just saying that he was one, he gave away all of his wealth that he got from Laman. He gave to Esav because it wasn't Kedai for him. But he went ten minutes before he went back and he put risked his life. To go back for some small jugs. How do you how do you how do you jive the, the, the two points? And not only that, even in Parshas Vayigash, it's also strange. Pari tells him, Pari tells him, don't bring a kalim, and then we find Yaakov does bring his own wealth with him. But in the same pasuk, it says that he's going to end up taking all the wealth from Mitzrayim. What's going on here? Is it, do we like the wealth of Chutzlars? Do we not like the wealth of Chutzlars? What's 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 happening over here? And what's happening? And also, one final question: If the answer is that, where does this say this? Where is it was revealed to us that Yaakov gave away this wealth to Esau? It doesn't say it in the Torah, Parshish Vayishlach. It says it in the Torah, in Parshish Vayichi. When Yosef tells Paroi that he's going to bury, 
he wants to bury Yaakov Mitzrayim, he says to him, I have to go bury him in the kever asher, that my father asked me, bury me in my grave, asher karisili that I dug for myself in Eretz Canaan. And that's where he says this Chazal, that he took all of his wealth and he put it into a big pile, and, 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 and he gave it to Esau to buy the chelik and Ras Machbel. That's what, that's what karisi means. Why, why is... Why isn't, doesn't the Torah tell us this in Vaishas Vaishlach? Why is the Torah telling us over here, specifically when Esav is talking to Pyre about taking Yaakov to bury him in Eretz Yisrael from Mitzrayim? What's the shot? So now, so what's interesting is we're going to see that all of this pivots around a fight between Yaakov and Esav. All of these things are about Yaakov and Esav fighting. Meaning what? We know, we spoke a number of times, how the fight between Yaakov and Esav is about being Mekadesh this world, making this world holy. Esav wanted that Elam Haba and Elam Hazda should be totally separate. This world is devoid of holiness. It's completely mundane, completely physical, and a place for, for just to enjoy oneself. Yaakov wanted to make this world a holy place. Even the aspects of this world that are physical should become holy. And he wanted to bring together the, 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 the world of, of spirituality and the world of, of, of the physical. That's, that's, what, that's, that's, the, that's the main fight between Yaakov and Esau. And where do we see that? We see that in, in the fight when, the, when, when Yaakov meets, when ya- so Yaakov goes back to Bayerisha, goes back for some Pachim Tanim. When boys are going back for some Pachim Tanim, Chazal tells us that a tzaddik has respect for his money because he wants to make his money holy. So he goes back even for a few small jugs, he goes back, and there he's going to fight with Esau because he finds his money to be holy as opposed to, as opposed to Esau. And what happens? He fights with him. And the Chazal point is, the Medrash says on that passage, Yavik is a lashon of avak, it's a lashon of dust. And the dust went all the way up, it says, to the Kisya Kavli. Meaning what? The fight was about the dust. The dust, the physical dust of the earth. Yaakov was fighting with him to make it holy, to bring it, to bring it all the way up to, to, to the Kisya Kavli, where, where as opposed to Esav, didn't want that. So then what happens? Yaakov and Esav have this fight. And, and Yaakov fights with the, the Malach of Esav, the Sahar of Esav, and he wins. And he sees that Malach Vesav sees that he cannot he cannot defeat Yaakov. That means it's 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 in that sense in that fight in, the, in that that fight at that time. But it's more than that. It's it's in the fight of the ages that ultimately Yaakov is going to defeat Esav. He's going to defeat Esav in this desire to connect the physical world to holiness. Yaakov is going to win, and that's what we find. That's and that's the story of Yaakov Vesav by Yishtach says how ultimately. Yaakov's going to come. Uh, I'm going to come. I'm going to re- eventually. I'm going to reach you, Esav. And Rashi brings Chazal that's that's talking about the end of time. That when when Esav, the, the the evil of the world, will be destroyed, that's when he's going to catch up to him. So again, so that that story is not just a story about a fight that Yaakov had with him. Well, it's a story about the whole the whole you know destiny of the world. How ultimately Yaakov is going to be victorious. So after Yaakov is victorious, and he and he, over Esav. At that point, he gives him, he gives to, let's understand, basically, he gives to Esau all of his wealth of Chutzla Arts and says, I don't want it, I just want the Maras Machpelo. So that now, if, that, if, that's, if that's how we see the story, so what, what was happening? So it was like this. So now let's go back and we can wrap it all up. Now, Yaakov was fighting with Esau, we said, about, 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 um, about his, Yaakov says, my role in this world is to make this world holy. And, I, and therefore what? Therefore, the nichsei chutzlars. When I'm going to go at well, what happened? When, 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 when did Yaakov say he didn't want his nichsei chutzlars? We said that when he, when he came down to Mitzrayim, Parah, who was an ace of type of guy, he said to him, "No, don't bring your kalim from Eretz Yisrael. I don't want those because you should use the chutzlars kalim." And Yaakov said, "No, I want to specifically bring my my, my wealth from Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because the wealth of Eretz Yisrael is a more holy thing. Because Yaakov had an Eretz Yisrael in Eretz Canaan as a place of holiness, and Yaakov's job and Yaakov's." desire in the whole world is to take that holiness and spread it throughout the world 
And ultimately, in the end of time, when we're victorious over Esau and all over all evil, we'll have been, have been successful in making the world a holy place, and making this physical world a holy place. So he said, Pari didn't want that. Pari is like, it's a heart type of guy. You know, he said, well, use our Caleb. No, but, but it's Yaakov said, I'm bringing my own Caleb down to Chutzar. It's not, not yours. And at that, so now we understand why he didn't want, he said, <coughs> the possession of Chutzar, he said he gave away to Esau to buy the Mars because that's not what he wanted. He wanted to take the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael with him into the world and spread it and make the whole world holy. And use those nechassim. Those nechassim are more appropriate for, for, for that accomplishment. And then, so now we, so we asked a question. So we asked two questions. We asked, first of all, how come, how come Esav, before Yaakov meets Esav, he's running after small pachim ketanim, and afterwards he's giving it away, saying it's not, it's not kedai. It means it's not the one, they're not equal. Meaning all nechassim are important, but he's saying, but for my role, for my job, that we're going to go, and we're going to go as, as a people, and we're going to go make the whole world holy, it's much better that we should use the Nechassim of Eretz Yisrael, not the Nechassim of Chutzlart. What do we use it for? He used it to buy the Marasim HaKpil. We'll get to that in one second. But when did the Torah tell us that Yaakov felt the Nechassim of Chutzlart were not appropriate to make, the world, to make the world holy? That is when Yosef is telling Parai that he's going to bring Yaakov up to Eretz Yisrael to bury him. What does that mean? Why is that? So here's the thing. The Ramban says in the very beginning of Pashat Vayechi, then when Yaakov came down to Mitzrayim, and when Yaakov was buried, was taken out of Mitzrayim to be buried, that is a remez to the fourth Golas. That's a remez to the Golas of Esau. It's a remez, it's, a, it's hinting at the, the Golas of the fourth, of the word now, a Golas of, which is a Golas of Esau, which is a Golas of Raimi. The going down to Mitzrayim was that Golas. Oh, then we understand that's great. The going down, that was Esau's Golas. That means going down to Mitzrayim, and Yaakov leaving Mitzrayim is Miramis to Yaakov's ultimate victory against Esau. And we said Yaakov's ultimate victory against Esau was that he's going to make this world a holy place. He's in Mekadosh, even the things which are physical. So we understand. So Yaakov, Yosef tells Parai, I have to go and bury my father in Mitzrayim. He bought, he bought, he didn't want to bring his wealth from Eretz Yisrael down to Mitzrayim because he wanted his job in Mitzrayim, when he's going back up now, was to make this world a holy place. And now he's going back. So we're only going to be talking about the Nechassim of Eretz Yisrael. And the chasm of chutzlarts, he's letting us know that those were not kedai and those were used to buy a kever. Uh, but what did he, what did he do with those nechasim? He bought the maras machpela. The maras machpela was the place where he was, where where where, yeah, where people were buried. What does that mean? Maras machpela is the place. It's the place with the, where the first people that were going to get up ultimately with kesemesim. It's a burial place, which is a temporary burial place because uh, we people there will be a rising of the dead. The point is that that place shows us that ultimately there's going to have been success. In being Mikadish after which is in Chutzlaretz. We said it wasn't Kedai for again. We said Yaakov took his possessions of Eretz Yisrael to accomplish his goal of making the whole world holy. But ultimately, he'll be successful in making that whole world holy. So even the Nechassim of Chutzlaretz, which he got from Lavan, and he gave away to Esav, to Bar Maras HaMachpela, that's going to ultimately also become a place of Tchiyas HaMesim. That's also ultimately going to become a place where everything, because the goal was to make everything holy, even the Nechassim of Chutzlaretz. So again, so we said, we asked the question, why is it that Yaakov, Pari didn't want him to bring down his kingdom because Pari wanted him to... That didn't want to bring the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael down. But Yaakov says specifically, our goal is to make this world holy, so I need to bring the Nechassim of Chutzlaretz with me into, into Chutzlaretz in order for us to come back and be successful in that goal. I need to bring that Kedusha with me. And then he said, but, but we have to realize that even those Nechassim that we gave away to Pare, we gave away to Esav to buy the Marasim Pil and the Nechassim of Chutzlaretz, ultimately those two will become holy because that's our, that's our goal. So every person has to recognize that we all live in a physical world, but we have that ability to take this physical world and make it holy, each and every one of us in our own way.